And he got the job anyway. Classic. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's Talkback. Thank you, Vicara Rickard. We're here till it gets boring. Well, that's our show. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And uh, we've got a. I was actually point. this close. Like, I obviously haven't been on a week. I said no. last week I'd give you a week. Mm. Um, and I didn't come on all week. And then tonight I was like, I can't be bothered. But then I thought I'd better because I can't do it tomorrow because I've got my Samsung gig. So I appreciate my, it. Ricardo. My one day of the week for you. You know, I'm about being consistent. Anyway, um, you know, you've got a lot of things that people pay you. I unfortunately don't. So I've got the luxury. Yeah, you don't have any other things in your life, eh? No, this is it. And this saves me from loneliness and deep depression. So thank you very much. You know, when I'm left alone in a room and I start thinking, it's the worst thing. Oh, no. Uh, Next minute, I'll start drinking. Low-carb beers, though. 0% maybe? Just about. I do love a Heineken Zero, though. Like, I... I drink those all the time. They're very good. Are you selling that something or is this your real opinion? No, it's my real opinion. Because, like, you know when you want a cold drink and you want something that's fizzy, but you, I don't mm. drink Coke or fizzy drinks, mm. and, like, a Heineken Zero tastes like a beer, but it's basically got no calories in it. Right. You're just drinking something that's cold and fizzy that tastes good. That's not Coke, but it's not water. No, I like it. Yeah. I really do. Except the taste, uh, for me personally, but, you know. Because you um, like actual beer. Yeah, I do like actual beer, but I don't like it all the time. I will we'll have a beer just on occasion now. Before, I used to be a gigantic pisshead. Anyway, yeah. um, moving on. We've got an exciting show uh, tonight. Uh, we've got a wrestler. Um, no, we've got someone no, from we, the WWF. Well, we do have someone from the WWF, but the World Wildlife Fund, not the World Wrestling Federation. It's not, it was, we don't have Hulk Hogan. No. And then also we've got another fella called Nigel. Now, you, you I can't quite remember Nigel. Nigel was in the wheelchair, a really good guy. And you, how do you know Nigel? I mean, he was just always at, he was always at the gigs, you know. He used to hang out at Conch, which was the little, like, cafe record store next to George FM. So basically any time you went to George, he was sitting outside. And I think once you see him, you'll remember who he is. But you're is terrible. He guy? Is he a guy? Uh, he always had a cap on. He might not have much hair. I don't know. Oh, gosh, remember. it's all coming back to me now. Um, I think but nice. you're terrible with people. Yeah. Like, you, you don't remember anybody, so. One person I do remember, though, is our fact checker for tonight's show. And, boy, this guy is an advocate for all the great stuff. Let's catch up with him now. Welcome, Benny Mac. <laughs> Fact checker in the got pants on. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh, Benny. <laughs> well, look. I was meditating, bro. You just took me out of a deep meditative state. I apologize. <sighs> look at you looking slippery like an eel. Where are you in a kind of a wagon? Um, from well, you're time. exactly right. I'm in the back of a gypsy wagon. They cleared the horses out, especially uh, for me. Smell. Still smells like dung in here, but we've managed to force a sauna into the space. I've got this eucalyptus oil, and I've also got this. Do you have to have your legs open so wide? Or so is it my next question? Of course you do. That's where a lot of the, uh, the right. air flows from the groin and also from the face. Fantastic. And also when you do this, your legs can't get much wider than that, can they, Mr. Kirby? And then, you know. No. Look at ah! you. Okay, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck in this position. Fantastic. I'm going to call a physicist. Okay, thank you. We'll check in with you very shortly. Benny Mac, everyone, sauna advocate. Here's our special guest, special guest checking. How are you, Olivia? You're okay? I'm great. How are you? Very good. You're not in a sauna, I see. You've got all your clothes on. No, I do have all my clothes on, but I used to have a sauna, and they're fantastic. And did you get, you get down with the eucalyptus? <laughs> yep, that too. Oh, Very good for the sinuses. Yeah, yeah, of course, absolutely. It'll clear you um, um, This is Carol Rickard. I don't know if you've met Carol Rickard. Oh, hello. Yeah. Um, not to be um, uh, confused with Carol Hirschfeld. She often gets that. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I heard she got a job at Today FM that you talked to radio station being an executive producer on Tober O'Brien's new show. She'll be good at that. I think yeah. so. 
I think so. Hey, so anyway, um, the big boss lady, the CEO, the big cheese of the oh, WWF. I just make the coffee. <laughs> ah, come on now. How's it all going? Oh, remind everybody what the WWF is and, and what, you know. Well, these, I, mean, I completely agree with you. When I introduce myself, most of the time I say, you know, CEO of WWF, and they look at me and go, wrestling. So I completely agree with you. It happens to me all the time. Um, and then all I have to say is, no, 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 the panda. And yes. people, oh, yes, the panda, conservation organisation. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've got you now, I've got you now. But, yeah, it, all that, still to this day, people will revert to wrestling first, even though it's, yeah, World Wildlife Fund. So, yeah, that's all good. Thank so we you. look at the environment and, uh, and obviously try and make uh, all of us live in harmony with nature so that we can be thriving as a human species, not just nature. What and are you saving? Um, what's, the, what's the top of the list? Sorry, Karen. What's the top of the list? Top of the list at the moment is the entire planet, is uh, nature, is nature. Basically at the top of the list is nature, but what we're focusing on as part of nature in New Zealand is our oceans. Um, and, and a lot of people don't realise how critical they are. I mean, me for one, uh, before I joined WWF, I had no clue that the ocean provided um, every second breath we take. So I was, you know, I grew up with the trees, the Amazon, mm. oxygen, that's where you get all your you know, oxygen from, that's how we breathe. But actually every second breath is thanks to the ocean and what we're doing to the ocean at the moment is suffocating it. So we're very much working on the ocean to make sure that it's there, um, not just for the species that live in it, um, but for us as a, as a species as well. Um, I think that maybe in New Zealand because we are so used to being near the water and it's an integral part of like how we identify as Kiwis, we take for granted how shitty we are to it yeah not me personally but you know the amount of rubbish that gets left and um we just take it for granted that it's always going to be there and it's always going to be awesome and then one day it's going to be too late so with the state of climate change and all of just this mass consumerism how difficult is it for you guys at the wwf to try and contain all the stuff that that we are that we're causing right now hugely difficult um to be honest, I think the, what you said is so true. We are a, an island nation, right? So we, we live next to the water and what we see is this beautiful shimmering light, you know, and, and we play in the water and everything's cool, everything's great. And, um, and Benny Mac is is having fun in his sauna. Oh, he's in the ice bath now, sorry. In the ice bath, in the ice bath. Okay, we'll um, leave him all of this. <laughs> so, yeah, so we do, we do think of the ocean as this, beautiful, magical place, uh, and yet we don't see underneath to go, oh, it's it's really in dire straits. So, you know, there, there are scientists that are saying there will be more plastics than fish, you know, in the ocean in years and years and years to come, but we are literally suffocating it with plastics. Um, the Brooders Whale, which we're working on in the Hauraki Gulf, which is a beautiful 15-metre whale that is a resident of the Hauraki Gulf, like it doesn't migrate. So it's the neighbour, it's it's wow. neighbour to everyone in Auckland and there's 100 and, only 135 of them left and scientists are saying every mouthful that they they eat of um, zooplankton, um, which they feed off, has 25,000 microplastics in it. Wow. wow. Can I just because ask? Sorry. Microplastics are in everything too, right? Like the, well, the we body eat. wash, like the, when we wash our clothing. Like I didn't know that when you wash your clothes, you're letting plastic out into the yeah. waterways. We eat a, a credit card of plastic a week. Oh, my human. God. Yeah. Would, how do you know that? Yeah, no, it's science. It's in the fish. It's exactly what you're saying, Cara. It, it flows out to the water, to the water. It, it just oh. goes through at the moment. Everything's connected. So, what do you put that? What do you put that? I mean, is that? What do you put that on social media? Throw that on TikTok. We have, we have, we did a whole. Most podcast. people know this thing last year. Yeah, we need to do it again. We need to do it again. Um, but it's, it's it's sick. And so the overfishing is another one in the oceans. So when you you take out too much fish, whether it's recreational, or commercial fishing, doesn't matter. When you take out too much fish, you unbalance the entire ecosystem. So, for example, in the Hauraki, um, crayfish are functionally extinct now. Wow. You know, which is so sad. It's like, what is going on? So, yeah, How are you going after the big fishery guys, the corporations after that, and slow those guys down, throw an extra tax on the top? Well, look, we're, we're working with them. Uh, there's quite a few fishers who, you know, they don't want to see 
fish disappear. It's their livelihood, right? So we're working with them to to try and look at what the sustainable fisheries look like, how to ensure that there are fish for generations to come. I mean, a lot of the fishers, you know, have these boats that they pass on generation to generation. So they don't want to see the fish. Uh, But we do need to work with them because there are some that, you know, like all industries, some really don't care. Um, Some do, some don't. So we do need to we do need to work with them. Is the fishing industry in New Zealand as bad? Like there's that, you know, there's that documentary. I want to mm. say it's called Fish Spiracy, but I don't think it's called Seaspiracy. that. Seaspiracy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, we watched that and um, it was pretty horrific, but I kept telling my kids because they were like, I'm never eating tuna ever again. Yeah. Um, is New Zealand's fishing industry as bad as the people that we saw on that doco or are we a bit separate and a little less hard out than they are? So firstly, on the on the doco, look, I think, you know, the doco itself was a really interesting documentary that put, you know, put the problem firmly on the table. However, um, some of the science and some of the claims that were made were definitely not true. Um, yeah. In fact, some of the researchers quickly retracted and went, no, 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 that's not what we meant by yeah. what was said in the documentary. So you just got to be really careful about what was, what was put on the table. However, our fishing industry compared... To the world is actually not not a bad fishing industry. Uh, the quota management system uh, that we have here in New Zealand has been a game changer. You know, uh, when it was brought to life uh, in the 1980s, it does need to evolve. Though we are in a different space than the 1980s now, especially with climate change, so it does need to look to evolve. Um, but we are, you know, there. But my question would be. Does it matter how we compare to the rest of the world? What is the right thing to do for the ocean to survive? Because if everyone's bad and we're just the best of the bad, mm. you know, it really won't it really won't help us in the long run. Do you run. think you've um, you know, big job, big job is the ocean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on something that's way too big and then no. it's like no, because I think we all, especially as a Pacific Island nation, we all we all live next to the ocean, and I mm. think once once people understand and care, then they'll change their behaviour. And it's all those little micro changes in behaviour that, if you pull them all together, they make, they do make a fundamental shift. Look at look at the single use plastics no longer in in shopping centres, etc. You know, and yeah. soon we won't have single use plastics wrapping around food. All of those changes add up to a hell of a lot of less plastic in the ocean. It's kind of we swap them out for throwing masks on the ground now, don't we? Yeah, that, that is an issue that we are absolutely concerned about. But, you know, we are dealing with a pandemic, so we do need to think through what, yeah. what we can do. And I'm sure there'll be some innovative people that will be able to recycle those masks into something. You so know, what we- are some of the, the changes that we can make every day to help the ocean. I know there are lots of companies um, trying to get on board with this, like Adidas have uh, yeah. Pali, where they do the runs and they make the shoes out of ocean plastic and lots of companies are getting on board with this. But what yeah. can we do every day just to make those small changes? Yeah, no, great question. Um, the first thing to do is really ask yourself the question, do I need that thing that was most probably built from plastic? Because what we want to do is actually stop the purchase of something that you actually probably don't really need in the first place. If you do need it and it is in plastic, then how do you reuse it? How do you, you know, make it last a long time, not just a few months or whatever? And then if you can't reuse it, then recycle it. But people at the moment still think, oh, I'll just buy the plastic because I can recycle it. But actually, uh, you know, even in New Zealand, a lot of stuff is not we can't actually recycle it we don't have the plants here to recycle it so the best thing to ask yourself is as a, as a purchaser what do i really need this do i really need what to buy this plastic what about cheap vacuum cleaners you can pick up a vacuum cleaner for 30 bucks i mean yeah. it goes about five times and you bin it and then you bin it. so many vacuum cleaners on the side of the road you know yeah. that type of thing yeah exactly so that yeah. those sorts of things they don't just disappear people think oh yeah they'll just go away they don't. They end up in a landfill, which then yeah. leaks into the soil, which then the soil runs into the stream, which then goes into the ocean. Like, it's all connected. So also, tarpaulins is another one. You know those tarpaulins are cheaper and more miserable? I mean, you can rip a tarpaulin in seconds. Yeah. Um, and, like, they all go to the bin, like, oh, well, it's, they're going to be the recycling guy. Good luck. Yeah. I don't see them. And that's the issue with the ocean as well. I don't see what happens underneath, so it's not happening, mm. you know. 
And yeah. So how long till we've till we've wrecked it? Like well, you know how what? Long, how long have we got to try and fix this situation? We, we at WWF call this the decade of uh, of action. So by 2030, if we haven't significantly shifted the way we live on this planet, and that includes climate change, so everything to do with climate change, if we haven't really significantly changed by 2030, we are going to be in a very significantly different planet Earth. So yeah. we have to I do heard, I heard you can use a Kiwi saver to book a ticket to Mars or something. You know, Elon's <laughs> working on a massive floor. We're going to get the hell out of here. Yeah, there's no planet B yet. <laughs> there's no planet B yet. It is a bit of a worry. We're stuck here in our lifetime. This is Correct. all we've got. Yeah, so. but there is hope. So I do, I do see a lot of really fabulous, innovative people um, that are creating new things that you go, wow, God, imagine that at scale. You know, even in the fishing industry, there's some brilliant mm. um, individuals that I've come across that have, have done, um, for example, fishing directly to the restaurants. So the restaurants order and go, actually, for tonight, I need about, what, five terakihi and, you know, awesome. 10 snappers. That's all I need. And so he collects all the, this is guy in, in up north, uh, he collects all the restaurant orders and goes out fishing, comes back, gives it directly to the restaurant, it's fresh, there is no waste, and it's all done sustainably. So oh imagine that at scale. And we can do that at scale mm. ultimately one day with data and technology and what have you. But imagine that sort of thing at scale. How cool would that be? So I think there's still hope. And, um, you know, the, our Director General and, and David Anbrook also say something similar, which is we are the generation that stuffed this up, right? We really yeah. are. But we are also the last generation to fix it, and we can fix it. I was at Yumcha, sorry everyone, I was at Yumcha the other day and then you know how those, um, what the squid, what are they, are they like, a, is that an octopus we're talking about? The squid, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like an octopus, yeah, sort of. Yeah, and so I was thinking, gee, boy, I see squid happening everywhere. It's all over the place. Poor squid, yeah. how the squid suffer? They happening every Chinese restaurant in town. Not yeah. only Chinese restaurants, but, you know, those who serve Yumcha. Yeah. I mean, who's, are we farming those or are we, I mean, how's that Squid down south, and um, you know, and and all all food on this planet has a consequence, you know. So fishing squid or fishing fish or whatever, that, it'll have a consequence. So there are seals that interact with, you know, in the squid fishing area. Um, and again, there are inventions around how to make sure that the seals don't end up in the nets with the squid. Like you know, there's a lot of work being done in that space. We're pushing obviously for a hell of a lot more work because even one seal in a net is not is not good enough so really trying to reduce that and birds for that matter you know we are the bird seabird capital of the world so we want to reduce the the bycatch a lot of birds are dying on out there um but there's but there's no food on this planet that doesn't have a consequence right so farmers beef even you know even plant foods has consequences so we we have to look at how do we make this happen in a sustainable way do people yeah. want to go to dinner with you because you're pointing all these things out? Well, you know, like, oh, okay, there are consequences <laughs> no, the wine. So I love food. <laughs> yeah, okay. I love food. I'm half French, so yeah, raised by, you know, right. a lot you like of the good, stuff. good homemade food, but also sustainably cooked, you know. So mm. grandma had the chooks and she used to literally them herself mm. um, and, then pl- and then use the whole chicken. And keep the keep the bones for stock. Like that sort of eating is where we should be going back to, rather than I'm just going to rip open a packet, de white, you know, throw it in the yeah. microwave, throw the plastic in the bin. You know, how was that processed? How many sugars and palm oil things and whatever in there? That's wrong. But yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit about the uh, whale tail art trail oh. that you've got going on at the moment, which oh. is to kind of raise awareness about restoring the modi of the ocean, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, with the whole piece around how do we get, you know, uh, New Zealanders to understand and then care, um, the Hodaki Gulf is a microcosm of the ocean. It's a really it's a really interesting uh, space where everything that happens in the ocean is happening in the Hodaki Gulf. And so we really wanted to, to do something and bring it to life. And so what we thought was um, this Wild and Arts Trail, which is a, a beautiful arts trail that celebrates um, – artists from all around Aotearoa, uh, as well as marine conservation. And so what it is is 80 1.8-metre whale tails. So you can imagine, you know, a tail of a whale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's based on the Brooders whale, so the beautiful Hauraki Gulf resident. 
Um, and it tells the story of, or it tells 80 different stories, but basically of marine conservation, what's happening uh, to our oceans, what's happening in the Hauraki Gulf and how we can absolutely save and turn around the Hauraki Gulf and eventually turn around the wider ocean um, for not only the beautiful Brutus whale and all the species in the Hauraki Gulf, um, but, you know, for, for us as a species. And so this, these tales, the 80 of them, they're peppered all around Tamaki Makoto um, from, you know, north, south, east, west, all over the place, even one on Waiheke Island. That's not um, yeah, and the, and the artists now, that I mean, to be honest, that was the biggest uh, surprise for me and really humbling, um, the pa- the passion, the energy that all these artists. Oh, sorry, you, you should see it. So you can go around with an app. So you download the app on any on Google Store or, or um, the App Store and you go around and you plug in and you can collect the tails and every time you collect a tail you get a reward. So sometimes it's a free coffee from a certain, you know, oh, place cool. Ice cream, or ten percent off Bed Bath and Beyond, or Tile Depot. You know, there's brilliant sponsors that have come on board with us to help raise the awareness, and they all tell their story at the tale. And so you can, you know, interact with it. And so some people actually go around and try and collect all eighty. Um, and there's some great prizes, like um, the ability to go on a whale and dolphin safari for free in the Hauraki Gulf to try and go see the Brooders whales. That's awesome. So it's a it's a great joyful way to. To yeah. bring the story to life rather than a lot of the work that we do is, you know, the sky is falling and it's, yeah. well, actually, no, this is a way to bring it to life. And um, and given that we're in the red light in, you know, all around New Zealand, this is probably the single thing you can do in COVID that's completely COVID friendly. Mm. So, we've yeah. probably actually yeah. saved a bit of plastic use the amount of time we've been in lockdown, eh? Like no one was going out, no one was. Yeah, a lot of people are eating at home. Yeah. 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 Um, But the cool thing about the um, whale tail trail too is that at the end of it you could purchase one, right? Are you auctioning all the tails off? Absolutely. So in the last weekend of April we are bringing them to Silo Park all together, all 80, so people will be able to see all 80 together, which is just brilliant. And then on the 2nd of May we're going to auction them off and that money raised will help WWF uh, work in and, and catalyze some environmental work in the Hodaki Gulf, um, as well as the broader broader ocean itself. What a great idea. I think it's yeah. a great idea, especially uh, the whole photo of them with the amp and then win some prizes, like even if it's just a coffee. How cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a lot of fun and it's and hopefully it'll engage people and tell them the story so that they understand what is happening in their own backyard, um, not somewhere deep, deep, deep in the ocean. It's actually happening right there. So... So hopefully that brings it to life. Um, we've also got um, 90, we call them peppy pods, uh, which are one-metre little tails, and they've just literally gone out this week to 90 schools around Tamaki Makoto, yeah. and the kids have got um, a brilliant pack with Project Jonah we've partnered with to talk about the whales, the ocean, and to help teach them, and they get to paint with resin paints the tail. And oh, in March, we're going to bring all the peppy pods out to the trail as well. So people in Auckland yeah. will be able to see the peppy pods as well. So, And for those who are not in Auckland, actually, there's a virtual trail that's launching mm-hmm. in a week or so's time. Depending, we're just fixing up sort of technology. Yeah. So you'll it's be able good. to get on. Just quickly, what do you think about um, someone raised the idea of going to see the whales on, um, on jet skis, you know? And, yeah, uh, no. No, oh. you don't want to know. Because they're plastic? The jet skis are plastic? or No, the jet skis' noise pollution freaks them oh. out. No. Okay. No, the Brutus whales are a beautiful, playful. Um, I, I dub them the panda of the ocean because yeah. they, they eat a lot and they play and they bask in the sun and they're very lazy, very lazy whales. So they're very cool. They're very cool whales. Um, but you don't want to get close to them. They're still, you know, a, a big marine species um, and you can get too close and interact with them and, Hurt them, so yeah, yeah, you want to stay away. Follow, follow what um, the rules of you know maritime New Zealand in terms of the staying away. Um, I was going to say, did you see that? Didn't the news take it live? Didn't one go into the um, into where all the ships get tied up? What's that thing downtown? Uh, you know, all the marina. The, marina. I think one was like, or was that a seal? I think it was, it was like a bigger whale. Maybe it's it's, one of the seals down there, but some yeah. whale came in and out and swimming. And I think back in the day, one news took it live, and it was like the biggest. Oh wow! No, wow. I saw the I saw uh, the other day that there was an orca, um, but that was in that was in Golden Bay. 
they came right up close and actually swam with uh, kids on kayaks. Yeah. Um, and the kids were freaking out, the poor kids. But, um, but you know, the orca was just playing around and checking them out and then went away. So, yeah, no, they're really cool. Cool creatures. That, um, you can turn into perfume if they, you know, they throw it up and then you, you strike it. Ambergris. Yeah. Is that from the whales? I don't know. I actually don't know. You make perfume out of it, don't you? Well, no, ambergris, if you find proper whale ambergris, which is, mm. I think, whale vomit, it's worth hundreds and hundreds of thousands mm. of dollars. Wow. You should auction that off. Quite good <laughs> finding it on West Coast <laughs> beaches. Up in, um, up in Northland, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. I um, did not know that, so thanks. That's really cool. <laughs> the other um, thing I didn't know is the whale, the whale poo is – Hugely important for the for the ecosystem. It's basically the bottom of the food chain, and everything builds from there. And so, by them migrating and pooping all over the world, they actually oxygenate the the oceans. How big is that whale poo? Roughly, you know. Oh uh, no, but there would be a lot of it. Yeah, um, and they're also a massive carbon sink. You know, they they take a lot of carbon and bring it down. To, so that you know, they're great for climate change. So we need to. Be I ready. just. I just fact-checked the ambergris. It's there a solid, go. waxy substance originating in the intestine of the sperm whale. Um, it can be used for medicines, potions, spice, and it's um, the stabilizer in the scent of perfumes, although I don't think many people use it these days. Like it's a bit of an old-school thing. That's what very, about, very, you know, have you ever thought when you hear the news, I've been to a real-life whale stranding, and uh, it was the one in Dargaville on Bailey's Beach. Oh, yeah. And it was just horrific, like the moans, the eyes, yeah. the blood walking into the, the wash of the waves and the, is it going to, you know, why can't we do more? Everyone blaming like the local guys who are trying to help um, this. And then, okay, the whale passes. And then no one talks about the burial or the after. I'd like to know what happens when they have to take the tractor or whatever they have to do with the whale after that. It's just so spooky. It's just like mm-hmm. it never happened. It all just goes away. Mm-hmm. You're going to go, oh, the local iwi, they buried it. Did they? What? Where? In the forest? Why? Sacred? Did I answer all the questions? Probably. Probably. <laughs> but, I mean, don't you think it's just we never talk yeah. about the afterlife when it comes to whales? And no, so you're, you're absolutely right. I do know that some of the smaller um, uh, species of dolphins do get, you know, the scientists come along and actually have to do a, you know, an autopsy basically on them mm. as well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens to them. You're absolutely right. I, I know that usually as well, wherever the whale was stranded, because obviously in Pau Māori, yeah. whales are tupuna and ancestors, and the, the local iwi will come and they'll be allowed to harvest bones if they want to, and then they will do their karakia, and then they'll go bury it where they think it should be buried once the scientists have done whatever testing they need to do. Yeah. And that's yeah. my understanding of what happens to them once they yeah. die from stranding. Yeah. And you're and you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, whales are an incredibly important piece in Te Ao Māori and, you know, that's how, you know, sailors followed them here, whales also rescued. And so this is our, you know, rescued sailors in trouble. So this is our chance to sort of help them and give them a voice. Give um, it back. Yeah, give it back. Thank you so much. Livia, I think you're just one of the best CEOs that's ever happened. You're, you're engaging. We love talking to you. You're passionate about it. Your good ideas are flowing. You're not a wrestler. Bonus. No. Bonus. Yes. <laughs> you're saving the whales. So um, good luck with everything, and I'm going to um, tour my kids around these whale tales. Brilliant. Send yeah. us some pics. Yeah, you should, um, you should buy one for your landscaping business, Thane, and just, like, plonk it in someone's lawn. How big are we talking of these whale towns? They're, they're one point eight meters. They're they're right. about yeah, they're about five eleven. They're quite beautiful. They're big. You can right. check them out. Check out the Facebook or, or Instagram. They don't have yeah. like a Briscoe's logo all over them and all that kind of stuff, do they? No, no, no sponsors no. logos. No, okay. no. Some yes. of the artists have signed, you know, delicately right. where where they are. But mm. you know, artists like Weta workshops, brilliant one under Sky City. It looks like you know the um, yeah. Lord of the Rings sort of armor. Oh, that's um, cool. You know, uh, Jeff Thompson, completely corrugated iron whale tail or wrapped oh, up that's corrugated. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. I can't wait to see them, especially because there's so many of them as well. Like it is so yeah. interesting to see how so many people interpreted a whale's tail. 
Yeah. yeah. It's just, and there's one mosaic and there's one filled on plastic that's in the Brito Mart and it's just brilliant. Brilliant. Otis Frizzell has got one as well out there. It's just brilliant. There's some really good ones. Oh, You'll gosh. love some and hate some. <laughs> I've gone around. Yeah, exactly. We'll be everything. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Nice talking to you, Olivia. All the best. And your, oh, your last name, how do you pronounce that? Esther Hazy. Esther Hazy. Esther Hazy. So it's the R like in Māori. Esther Hazy. Esther Hazy, yeah. yeah. You sound like a craft beer. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. Give me an Esther Hazy immediately. All right. Got to go. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Awesome. Lovely to meet you. See ya. Bye-bye. How about that? Wasn't that good? Yeah, she was awesome. She is the ultimate guest. I mean, one, she does all the talking, but she's engaging and her message was important, which I think Yeah, have you spoken to her before? No, never. Um, yeah, sometimes it's hard to tell. You know, you might talk to a CEO and they'll be really stiff and I'm the CEO. I'm yeah. an important guy and I can't be funny. But she was great. But, yeah, I mean, also sad that we're, like, we're fully ruining the ocean. And, um, scary as well. Like, Scary. Have a shitty, a shitty world for our children to live in if we don't stop uh, over-consuming. Correct. Um, she, my nana used to wear a top like hers um, when she was cleaning, you know, like a, a little pinny type thing. A little vest. It was very cute. Yeah, very cute. And you know, she didn't rock up with a CEO power suit or anything like that, you know. Well, you would expect that someone who's the CEO of the World Wildlife Fund would be pretty down to earth. Well, here's my thing. I either think you're on, like, in the CEO gauge, like she was right in the middle, cool, but you've got the power suit. Then the other end, you've got, like, a Levi, a denim jacket with a whole lot of badges on there, you know, and, like, save the whales and all the paraphernalia and all that type of thing. Or maybe she's wearing glasses that are – Two big whales and thinking, oh god, save the whale ladies here. But she was, uh, she was fantastic. She was awesome. Yeah. Hey, are you ready for a little bit of news? Yes. Can you guys just do that? My, can you saw my kids come in before. They need me to go and do something. I don't know. So you do some news, and I'll be back in a sec. Can you be back with the exo skeleton guy? Yeah, I will. I'm just going. I'm just going to see oh. my children are okay, oh, yeah, and then I'll so. come back. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. News girl, Selena, how are you? Good evening. Well, thank you. Well. Uh, what do you got for us? Uh, what's making news? Oh, um, a Jetstar flight from Auckland to Wellington uh, on February 1 has been linked to the COVID-19 outbreak. Anyone who was on JQ259 between 10.30 and 11.30 a.m., mm. seated in rows 1 to 4, is deemed a close contact of a COVID case and asked to self-isolate. Now... Okay. And then get a test on day five. Not bad, not bad. Yep, like it. What else yep. you got up the uh, Also, uh, if you've been hanging out to go overseas, and now's the time to get planning because, um, well, if you're happy to cooperate with the associated risks, the removal of the requirement for most people to intermanage isolation. And My cheese being dumped. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the border. Ask me if I'm going overseas. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't want to go overseas, eh? Like, it's oh, been no, so well, long. I, I it's actually been pretty cool being here. Yeah, but I'm off to Brisbane. I'm going to go to when? I don't know when I can get over there. That's lovely there. I love walking around there in the evening. Yeah, absolutely. Restaurants are buzzing. Yeah, And people will go out and, and, and like, bikinis and stuff just for dinner. It's like, what's going <laughs> on? Crazy. Yeah, it's so yeah, worse over there, right? Yeah. yeah. What else? Your last story, what's happening? Oh, well, this is a nice, lovely story. This month, it happens once a year, mm. uh, a natural wonder in Yosemite National Park. It's called the Fireball. So hundreds of photographers, they gather Yosemite Valley. It's, what is it, Capitan? Yeah, it's the Capitan Cliff. Wow. Anyway, so um, this is what happens. The sunlight, it's happening once a year. Sunlight streams through thin silver of a waterfall, turning it molten orange. The cascade of red-hot embers falling down the cliff looks like a glowing waterfall of light to the onlookers below. So when the conditions are just right, no need to alter the saturation in the editing process because it really is that dramatic and unbelievable. Fantastic. I must check it out. I'll Google it immediately. Thank you very much, Selena. Really appreciate your contributions tonight. Keep up the good work and we'll see you <laughs> real soon. Thank you. Thank Ta-da. you.
piling through the contributors next in line, sitting from his luxury pad there in Remuera. Welcome back, Benny Mac, back checker. How are you? Great to be back. Great to be back. Uh, exciting times. Uh, the value of this place just went up 300 grand. Uh, in the last week, so I am sitting pretty. Uh, oh, I'm not going to be going back to work anytime soon. Fantastic. And <laughs> exciting times, indeed. Yeah. Um, so, what did you take? Are you uh, you now that you're all limber and softened up? Are you going to go out to see the whale towers? Oh yeah, I'm going to go and uh, check out every single one of them, and uh, I'm excited to learn some stories about our beautiful Hauraki Golf. Shit. That sounds great. Okay, mate. Nice talking to you. All the best. See you, pal. Make sure you hydrate. Ladies and gentlemen, here's our special guest um, talking with us, headphones and in the dark. Nigel, Erb, welcome to the show, mate. How are you? In the dark. Hello. Hey. Can you hear me? I remember you now. Oh, my God. Yeah. How's You're older and wiser. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, we're not. Hey, okay. could, could I be wrong, and I don't want to be insensitive, did I yeah. know you when you could walk? Yes. Yes. Uh, in the George, George FM beginning days. And all That's that right. Stuff. And you used to yeah, come yeah. to the studio and watch some shows, and, and I'd yeah, see you on the yeah. you'd ride a bike past. And that's kind of like, that's where I left, left you off. I don't know you. Yeah. So, yeah, something like that. Okay. I've been around, mate. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was like, you'll know him as soon as you see I him. I know like, you, Carol. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, always outside conch, always at the that's gigs. A, it's always around. That's Nige. Yeah. Okay. So what's <laughs> happening? How are you there? anyway? Yeah. Uh, really good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Excellent. Is it quite dark, is it? Oh, yeah. My place dark. is so dark. You get the moody lighting so going on there. This is my little ashram. Yeah, that's right. my little ashram. So I do all my stuff here, or a lot of it. Yeah, a lot of my yeah. uh, rehab. Right. Yeah. How's how's that going? Because a while back you had a um, like a give a little for an exoskeleton to help. Yeah, yeah. So that was five years ago. I didn't quite make it to the facility that had it. Um, you have to go to a rehab facility, uh, not in this country, but in, in another country, and that was uh, Czech Republic. Um. So we raised quite a lot of money, did a lot of things, but it wasn't quite enough for me to do what I wanted to do at the rehab thing. And uh, I used the exoskeleton once just to trial it out, and it's amazing. And it would have been a really good tool for me to use to uh, you know, make myself a little bit better and even make myself walk, but uh, we didn't quite get there. So I had to rejig my ideas as you do and Can I ask, how, how did you end up not walking what happened was uh, so it was a spinal cord stroke so it's like a stroke but it's not in your brain it's in your spine so basically it's to me it was like electric shock down my legs and I thought there was something strange, but I didn't know what it was. And uh, eventually we had to ring for an ambulance and uh, and it only took three or four minutes and I wasn't walking. and uh, haven't walked since. But So what happened in the beginning was from about my waist down, nothing really, um, nothing worked. So from that day till now, I've gained, I've gained probably three quarters of my kind of uh, walking ability. But uh, I can stand, hold on to things. I'm kind of at the baby stage. Right, okay. And have you, have you like, did you think about giving up and going, oh, fuck it, I'm going to be in a wheelchair, that's my lot? No, because I keep on getting little bits better. You know, little little things keep happening. I get a little bit more movement or something else starts working. And uh, so you just keep going. Yeah, Plus, it's, for me, it was never, you're never going to walk again. It was always, we don't know. So um, in the we don't know category, it's like I'm going to walk again. You know, so uh, it takes a long, long time, though, these things. It can do. And, yeah, and what's, uh, the, what's the support been like? Obviously, you didn't get the uh, So in the beginning... offers as a rehab? Um, uh, in the beginning, you get all the normal support, which is uh, physiotherapy, um, things like that. Um, but it's only for a limited time. And then after a while, they decide that that's probably where you're going to be at, and they'll kind of leave you to it more or less 
Um, so if you wanted other extra things, it's really on, on your back. You have to pay or organize or find, uh, you know, more things to help you or more physio or... Yeah. yeah. Can you can you wiggle your toes type thing, or can you? Feel yeah, 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 totally. The feelings in my legs are really weird. That's kind of numb, pins and needles. Um, I think it really helps that I can feel all these things because some people don't feel anything after yeah. it's happened to them. So I've always had these feelings, although they're really weird, and it's like my skin is like Chinese, you know, Chinese burns. Mm. You know, and you have a Chinese yeah. people, yeah, Chinese burn. That's yeah. what my skin feels like all the time. Wow. So uh, it's like burning. Yeah. Not so burning have you got a prescription? Have you got a prescription for? Uh, so yeah, you're on painkillers a lot. Although I've stopped using most of the time, I just put up with the pain really. Um, yeah, there's there's painkillers, but it's not yeah, a good thing to use marijuana. Surely you qualify. Actually, that that doesn't really work for me. Right. It really doesn't. As a painkiller, it's not really that good. Um, it's probably better sticking with what I, what I have, paracetamol and all that sort of thing. Right. Um, but uh, for neurological pain, I'm not really sure whether it's going to be the one. But, um, you know, I just put up with it, I suppose. Mm. How uh, much is an exoskeleton? Uh, about 100 grand or something. It's not only that, you need a whole infrastructure to um, support it. You need people trained to use it, you know, physiotherapists. You need it need it to be in a, a facility you can go to. You can't really just have one at home. It's not that it's not really like that right now. Not like Iron time, Man. Nah. But in time, in fact we're not far away from it, you'll see people with parts of them on their bodies, supporting their bodies. Uh, and pretty soon, I wouldn't be surprised if you see someone walking down the street in one. Yeah, yeah, it's so, not too far. Are you saying if you get the suit, you have to live in a special suit-ready little apartment or facility? And uh, yeah, well, this, we're talking the future, really. Otherwise, right. you go into a facility to use it for rehab. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you, you so put you it on for it. you put it on for an hour. Right, and, uh, okay. You go, I'm going completely so, wrong. I'm walk, basically, it's like a um, it's like a robot. You step in, yeah. you sort of go into it, you strap onto it. It's all computerized. They can operate it, um, but you are basically operating it by how much you push into it and right. use it, and okay. it'll kind of it'll just know all that stuff. And it's interesting. I mean, the, so we don't around have one the world. In New Zealand. No, not really. We've got a couple of semi-okay ones. Um, there's one New Zealand one that's made called the Rex. Uh, that's cool. quite good for rehab. Some people use it. Um, do you know Brad Smeal? 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 Brad Smeal? Yeah, uh, he, yeah. He uses one for rehab. I know he does. And I used it a couple of times, but it's not really going to be any good for me. It's quite limited. The one that I used is from America, and it's, um, I actually went to the factory in San Francisco to check it out and uh, also to talk to the guy who sort of organises them around the world, some sort of, um, I don't even know what you call them, some director. And I had a look around the factory and things like that. That was really cool. Um, but you can't have it down here until we have in infrastructure you know, it'll have to be um, repaired all the time. Oh, right. yeah. You know, there'll be you replacement parts. You know, yeah. you have to have a whole thing. They don't even have them in Australia, I don't think. Right. Um, wow. You'd think that we'd just have one by now. Yeah, well, it's all this infrastructure stuff and all the training mm -hmm. for the physios and um, all the cost of the machines and yeah, it's um, um, Nigel. When you dream, do you dream that you're walking or you dream you're in a wheelchair? Yeah, funny you should say that. I had a dream yeah. last night. I often have dreams. My biggest, funniest one is I dream that I'm out and about around town, mm. like I'm often, <laughs> if people yeah. know me. Uh, and then I'm walking around, and then all of a sudden I'm going, Jesus, where did I put my wheelchair? Wow. Oh, I better go, I better go and find it. So yeah. I, I spend that half of the dream finding it. You know, sort of thing. Wow. So it's quite, it's quite weird. But, uh, it's quite cool. <laughs> quite yeah. Cool. So I, I had one of those last night. Those funny little dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when the when those dreams that you really think you really you can you can feel everything, and it's like, wow, this is incredible. And then you remind yourself. I've, had those. Like I've that. honestly thought that it was real, and I was walking. Yeah. yeah. 
and I think that's really good. I think that's yeah. really, really a good sign. So, um, and you're, it's manifest, kind of you're manifesting it. Yeah, that's a bit sad when you wake up, though. Oh. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. welcome back, Nigel. Yeah, the real world. Yeah. Yeah, have you ever forgotten and just kind of like swung your legs out and then gone to stand up and? Mm. Well, I can do lots of things right now. I can actually stand and hold on to things. I can step on uh, onto sort of a. I can actually I crawl upstairs at the moment. That's what I'm doing right now, mm. like a little baby. I'm kind of at the baby stage where they crawl around and uh, grab hold of things and get themselves upright, standing up against a chair or something like that. That's what I do. So uh, I've advanced a lot. Yeah, we're all so the same size. Uh, sitting down though, aren't we? You know, kind of height Yeah, I hate sitting down now. I hate sitting in that chair. Yeah, right. it makes me really, really sore and uncomfortable. I like to be straight. You know, like standing is really, really good for you. Oh, <laughs> sitting yeah, is yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting all day would be a nightmare, but. Horrible. It's your nightmare, unfortunately. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think I could. You know what? I think I could cope. And you, like you, you cope with any kind of trauma that's placed in front of you. But I love your attitude. seems very positive, And you're not giving up, which is marvelous. Because yeah. who knows, right? You could. Exactly. Have, you could Especially these days. Dead, and then the next day, you, you're going to get a new movement or new something. Exactly. There's a whole other thing to it as well. It's like another life. Yeah. So you have to adapt and accept it, you know, otherwise you on, you, you'll be miserable. Are you on yeah. Tinder or anything like that? What are you getting out with? Uh, well, I've kind of had my thing on Tinder, but it's uh, it's impossible really because it's yeah. too much to yeah. it's too much to explain. It's it's too it's too much. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it I don't do it. I don't do it. I, I meet a lot of other people, you know. Yeah. Normally at a bar or at a club or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah not, there's been much party. of that going on lately nah, with nah, the lockdown. Nah, not, not at all. In fact, it's affected my rehab. I haven't been back to the gym for six months. Uh, I have a personal trainer, um, Dan Rivers, amazing personal trainer at Les Mills, Kyber Pass. Uh, we've been working together for four years, uh, say twice a week for about mm. an hour each time. And uh, I've just advanced hugely through working with him. And uh, I've actually got another – I've got like a little team of people yeah. that help me that I you, pay for. Yeah. You were always buff anyway, weren't you? You were toned as, as all hell. I don't know, was it? Yeah. I'm an animal now. I'm an animal now. Wow. Yeah, no, I've worked hard and my, my body has changed and it has to, yeah. But I, I sort of look at the whole thing, um, the whole body approach – you know, my diet, um, the, you know, the exercise, yoga, meditation, um, lots of things. You need everything happening to the max. You know? I've I, I got to say, since um, this has happened. I've even quit alcohol. <laughs> oh, really? That's amazing. Well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Since this has happened, have you become a nicer person, do you think? Uh, or you changed? I don't know, saying you're a bad I've person. I've definitely changed. It, it, it makes you change because mm. – I hate asking for things and I hate asking for help. And yeah. that was a yeah. big thing. I Now I have to ask for help, you know. So yeah. um, that's a big thing. And and just with people, it's a different thing, meeting people. It's a different thing being out in public. Um, mm. Yeah. Not that it's that bad, but you have to adapt and realize what's what's going on, you know. Um which is, I, I guess, it's a, it's a good, yeah, it's a good way. The way that you know you were always still out and would see you at events and stuff. Because I imagine mm. if you didn't have those kind of support systems and people you could ask for help and people that you can go out with and stuff, um, it could mm. get really depressing and lonely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm really lucky. I have a lot of really good friends. Um, yeah, I mean, I do. So. I can't imagine if you don't have a good supportive community, you know, good community support, it's really tough. I mean, you'll be basically sitting at home. Um, Nigel, do you, do you still go shoe shopping? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. I love shoes. You still got to wear <laughs> uh, shoes? Yeah, I've got to still wear shoes. I still go clothes I mean, shopping. You know, you prove, I mean, like, you're not getting um, as much wear and tear, like, as a, you know, different, you know. Oh, they, they last still look really different. good for a long time. They, that's yeah. right. They last yeah. for ages. Not scuffed and shitty <laughs> so looking. Yeah, 
Uh, well, mate, um, what can we do and how can we help? Are we fundraising? Are we just... Uh, I don't want to fundraise ever again, to be honest. Um, I find a way of organising these things. Um, I have a lot of support, as I say, from my friends. Mm. They put a lot of you know input into, into my life, and that's brilliant. And uh, I have a regular kind of routine of rehab, you know, with these people. Um, in fact, I just had some body work done this afternoon, which was pretty amazing with uh, Jaden. She's been with me a couple of years now, mm. um, sort of once a week or usually something like that. Um, but, yeah, I just got to, you know, do it on my own, really. I mean... There is some help, you know. Obviously, I, I, I'm on a benefit. Um, I'm on a disability benefit, so mm. you know yeah. that's what. But I did work for a brief time for a couple of years, about five years ago. But um, nothing at the moment. But you know, yeah. a part-time job, a well-paid part-time job, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You made a conch. A, uh, uh, conch. Yeah. Conch had a fire, eh? Just you about burnt down. Yeah, yeah, their whole back oven caught fire and they're oh. rebuilding. Oh, yeah. wow. It's crazy down there. Yeah, that was recently. Really? Oh, my yeah. God. I had no idea. <laughs> so, you know, more problems. Yeah. Now, hey, we've got another video. We've got a video here, I believe. I'm going to try and play it out. Um, this was um, – can you tell us what's happening? I think it's a video you sent or something like that. Uh, this is something that Benny filmed, Mr. Mack. Right. Ah, Benny. okay. Uh, it was actually because I was thinking of getting into, um, you know, acting or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Right. Hello. How are you, mate? How are you doing? Nice to see you, buddy. Welcome Good. to the show. Yeah, nice to see you. Thank you. Yeah. Cool, man. Nice we'll little show you got going on. Soon. Yeah, we should do. Uh, it's been ages. Yeah, bro. So, um, uh, yeah, so, so, so he did a really cool video for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should we have a little bit of a watch, guys? It tells yeah, you all about it. Was, it. Uh, it was kind of like um, Nigel's story is so intricate and he gets asked sort of, I think, the same questions all the time. So I thought, why don't we just make like a two-minute video where you pretty much tell the story from beginning to end and then yeah. you can just hold that up and just say, watch this, here's the link. What a great idea. Um, have I asked questions that you always get asked before? Or? Um, yeah, kind of, I suppose. Oh, uh, it's nothing I haven't <laughs> been asked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, including does it including does it work? You know? I was gonna ask that, but I didn't want anyone to say, Oh yeah, it changed one iota. Yeah. But does it work? All right, let's watch the video. Of course. Remarkably yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Hi, my name is Nigel Erb. I'm from Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, I suppose you're wondering why I'm in a wheelchair or how long I've been in a wheelchair. I haven't always been in a wheelchair. It's been almost 10 years now. And um, my story is kind of a bit crazy as life is. Uh, 10 years ago, I was in London starting a new life, what I thought was a new life, my new career, my new goals, new place to live. Uh, but you know, Sometimes things don't work out. Standing there in the hostel, sorting my clothes out. It's been a year in London. Time to sort of get into life and uh, bam. Had a stroke. Stroke on my spine. Spinal cord stroke, so pretty rare. Uh, three minutes later, couldn't walk. Haven't walked since. Um, doctors, well, they don't know. They didn't really know. It's quite a rare spinal cord for me I was going to walk it's time to uh, get up and, and walk almost I've been working hard on my body and yeah we're going to get there pretty soon one day I've always believed I could walk again so for me is physiotherapy uh, the gym with my personal trainer twice a uh, I have body works a meditation person that helps me I do a lot of yoga Meditation is really the center point. Um, and for the future, I see myself not very far away from getting up and walking. It's been amazing the last, at least last year or so. Uh, and it's really positivity, you know, just concentrate on uh, 
what you believe, you know. So really that is life. Just do what you believe in, what your dreams are, follow them. At least one more dream and just one dream work out. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, what is belief? Breathe. How cool was that? Boom. Very cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. What a nice thing for you to do, Benny, make that video professionally shot. I mean, streaming yeah. it back was a hard roll, but it was look great. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was nice just to get some spend some time with Nige. I think we shot that over about an hour or so. And um, oh, he's very you're very natural on screen. And um, who knows, we might be able to get you to roll into Shortland Street or some other some other yeah. place, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm still quite keen on the acting, but I really need acting uh, classes, lessons. So. I mean, if you look carefully, so. I mean, side by side, if I lost the beard, I could play you in a movie. So. Yeah, true that, eh? No, same yeah. thing. But, I mean, nice if you were going nice to make a movie about your life, you wouldn't pick, pick Bang, right? Who would you yeah. pick? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> hey, mate, um, thank you very much, Nigel. We, we, we must have waited about to finish, but we really appreciate it, and I'm yeah. really good to know your story. Okay. We, we got the story out, and that's what I wanted, so yeah. fantastic. Really thank you, well. That was good. Uh, all the best, all right, you mate. Guys. See you soon. Yeah. Awesome. Lovely yeah. to see you. Cheers, buddy. You know him as soon as you saw him? As soon as I saw him, I was like, this guy, wow. We're killing it. This guy, I'm so glad we had him on the show, which is bloody good. Yeah. Um, well, uh, anyone to – any last words? Um, somebody uh, smashed my car windscreen. Oh, my back, my back really? windscreen. I was, out, really? I was out walking, doing some yeah. fitness, came back, back window smashed. Car wow. Which was unfortunate wow. considering last week the pheasant flew through my window and fucked that up. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that because um, Thane was actually saying last last week that your car was actually um, possessed. Yeah, I think it is. But the amount of stuff that has happened to that car is actually nuts. Like I think. Do you think, Cara, for one second, this could be a wacky George Fim breakfast stunt? There's video cameras everywhere. Because you know that I this had been a big thing. Oh, when I was on George Breakfast. Not Every week I'd come in and be like, um, some kids smashed my mirrors off. Um, now I've got a door handle that's a different colour from my car because someone tried to break into it. The doors filled up with water. I hit those potholes on Universal Drive and broke all my tyres. Oh, um, somebody crashed into it when I was at the Music Awards at Spark Arena and drove away and smashed all my lights. Like, Whoever owned this car before me, I mean, I got it when they'd only done 20,000 Ks. Whoever had it for those 20,000 Ks, I don't know. They cursed maybe, it somehow. Maybe they oh, did funny. some, yeah, maybe they did some occult shit in there, like some sacrifices or moved some, like, bodies around or something. Oh, gosh, I know. I, I really need a new car, but, you know, that's <laughs> fine. It'll, it'll go till it dies or I die. And it, maybe, actually, I don't want to say that. I was actually, um, Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. You know how I um, live and travel in a, in a motor vehicle? Well, I was actually mm-hmm. at one occasion, someone actually bottled um, the front windscreen of my vehicle while I was in it, smashed the front windscreen. Wow. And, um, yeah, it turned into a huge debacle. Of course, the police were were called. Was this guy out of it or what's the deal? Um, I believe it was totally smashed. I couldn't actually find the guy. Um, there was a lot of drunks in the vicinity. Um, I did actually reach out the window uh, to one gentleman asking for uh, help on identifying the guy. Uh, he spewed drunken abuse at me, so I promptly slapped him across the face and then lost and then left the vicinity. <laughs> how, much breezier breezier is it, how much breezier is it driving without a windscreen or just big holes in it? Risky. Oh, yeah, just the sort of the shards of glass coming into your eyes. Oh, it's crunchy. Um, without my back window, I'm, I'm going away this weekend. Just And we weren't sure if we could get it fixed. And Justin, my partner, was like, just drive down there with no back window. Like, it'll be sweet, won't it? I was oh, like, boy. is that illegal? But then, yeah. lucky, yeah. Like I, I rang and left messages for all, like, your standard auto glass repairers, like, no this and 
um, yeah. Smith and Smith and all of that. None of them called me back. And then two guys, uh, James and Hayden maybe from Out Papa Toy Toy, Jag okay. Auto Repair Glass, rang me back, came and did it. Um, 150 bucks, sweet as, see you later. Half an Easy. hour. And they came and did it for 150 bucks. Yeah, I mean, I had already purchased the window from yes. the Mazda Spare Part down on Railside Ave. Um, oh, yeah, they drove good. out here, 150 bucks. Hey, where did you buy this car from? Was it on trade mean? Did you go to a reputable, uh, you know? Car? No, I went to a proper car yard and got it, like a brand new Mazda. Which one? Wow. Uh, I can't remember. One in Penrose. Maybe it was um, on CityMotorGroup.co.nz. Ah, City Motor Group. Maybe all their cars were sold over an old burial ground or something like that, you know, something spooky. Maybe no, it's, no, no. you know how the, that weird shit goes on in Japan? Maybe it was a Japanese import and it, and it had, maybe they'd found it at like that suicide forest car park. No. <laughs> I thought it was going Godzilla. Kara <laughs> thinks it could be true. That's why you're so scared. Read you like a. It definitely was like, you know, from Japan. Like it was New Zealand new, but like had done however 20,000 Ks in Japan. Or it might have even been something more innocent, like the guy who fills up the vending machines with panties, you know? Mm, and everybody. I don't know. Has anybody got a new car for me? Anybody? Oh. Any car sponsors want to sponsor the show? Oh yeah, maybe go back to City Motor Group. Yeah, I'd love to see what they give, give you for a trade in on that. Yeah, Point tell them car. it's possessed. Tell them it's possessed. Who you are, the stories, and they might even give you a, a bonus for a good good story. Because no, they won't. They'll say, "Get back in the car and drive it out of here." Right now. Hey, why don't you put it on trade me and kind of like see if you can, you know, sell Kara's ghost car? Maybe one of the yeah. old fans or stalkers might want it. Yeah. We could we could shoot like a Pimp My Ride video where you point yeah. out all the flaws and really sort of sell it. <laughs> you could do the same video like you did for Nigel. Hi, I'm Kara. Um, <laughs> My car stopped working 10 years ago. Yeah. It's I mean... I looked. I was looking because I was looking on Trade Me, like what I could sell it for. And there's people on there. Like my Mazda has only done like 150,000 Ks, right? And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get like whatever. I don't know, sell it for five grand. There's people on there trying to palm off the same car that's done like 257,000 Ks and they want like 10 grand. Unbelievable. (laughs) Extraordinary. Unbelievable. You know what I always say to people that, that have like a car that they don't love anymore? I just say, call the broken car company. You might get 500 bucks. Yeah, that's true. Hey, I just want to quickly say to Steve <laughs> McGinnis, uh, were you driving on the Southern this morning early, like 7.30ish, and did you see a red van come past you and give you the hazards? I wonder if it was you. Uh, and also uh, Kiwi Classic with the last message here, um, shot picks, I'll buy it. Ooh. We might have a buyer. There you go. Okay, I'll sell it to you for $17,000. Let's do this. Yeah. Monday show, let's sell your car. How yeah. good would you? Oh, no, it's a holiday on Monday. Tuesday show, I'll sell your car. I think it's my birthday on Tuesday. Oh, Wednesday's show, let's sell who, your car. Who knows? It might appeal to someone who dabbles in the occult. Oh, of course. I mean, it's a black hole. <laughs> I, I don't. I only dabble. <laughs> <laughs> dabble. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we could try and do that. Okay. I guess. Um, seventeen k. What we got here? Seventeen k. What a deal. <laughs> it's, if it's like cursed and you're into that shit, like seventeen k is a steal. Yeah. Hey, what about you, Selena? Just quickly, oh, show us, bro. What? You got a musical artist, Selene, you're saying? Yeah. 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 Okay. So she's a Kiwi yeah. lady. Uh she um she's based in Pennsylvania. So she was in sort of the New York area. Now she's in Pennsylvania. I wonder if she has a name. What is she? Miriam Clancy. Oh that's exciting. Now uh, how about you, Selena? Do you devil in the occult? And are you looking for an overpriced junk car? No, I've told you before, I don't dabble in such demonic activity. Oh, jolly well, just checking. <laughs> okay, well, that clears things up. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, thank yes, you very much, guys. Thank you, Selena. Thank you. And thank you, Cara. Thank you, um, Benny Mac. 
Um, we'll see everybody uh, on good luck with your Samsung thing at Sky City. Am I coming for a gamble tomorrow? Um, well, let me know if you do. Um, Andy's is shut down, though. Oh, I'd say you. I'd say come for a burger, uh, but it's fully closed. It's shut down forever. Oh, what are they putting in there? Well, gaming machines. Nothing. Cool. They just got a staff shortage, so they had to move the staff oh, around. Gotcha. So I'd get a kid's cheeseburger before my broadcast, but can't do that anymore because it's done. So, oh, well, if you're coming for a gamble, let me, the, let me know my broadcast finishes at 8.30. All right. Yeah, well, day. You watch me play okay. the pokies for a couple of minutes after. See ya. All right. Bye. bye See ya. 